Hey everybody, welcome to Conversations with John and Lisa. And one more time, Lisa is not with me, but I've got Matt Joya, uh, a true spiritual son who has five children. Five, yes. Ages nine, seven, four, two, and four months. You're a man of great patience. I remember those days we only had four. I thought it was a zoo. and But you know what? Don't you just love children? Oh my gosh, I absolutely adore having children. It's just a, it's, it's so much. It brings so much joy to your life, and actually, God shows you a lot about yourself yeah. in your children because it's funny. You try to get them, hey, I want you to memorize this scripture, or I want you to get to pray. But you know what? The one time you stub your toe, and maybe you get a little bit, you say something you shouldn't out of anger. That's the thing that they pick up on. So you're like, man, I really need to clean up my life here. <laughs> so I'm just being real, and so they keep you on your toes for sure. And are they all Patriots fans? Well, I'm trying to make them, but my oldest daughter, because we live in Colorado and all her friends are Bronco fans, she, wa- she wants to wear, and she likes horses. Oh, yeah. way to go, Raquel. It, it breaks right. my heart I'm to watch this. her put on that uniform. Oh, but. I need to get her a, a Bronco <laughs> uniform for Christmas. I can see that right now. Uh, hey, but even though that's six months away. But, hey, guys, we're talking about undercover, and we have extended this because what we're talking about is just so important. You say, what is undercover? It means we're under God's authority. Now, you may have not been in our last two podcasts. If not, if you didn't listen to those, don't switch this off when you hear the word authority. I know people recoil. They hate it because why? I've had mean, cruel, dishonest authorities. I hate authority. No, you cannot lump it all together. The authority, all authority, the Bible says in Romans 13, verse 1, is from God. Yep. All authority. I mean, that's period. You say, whoa, 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 whoa. You're telling me the way my boss treated me, that was from God. I didn't say your boss's behavior was from God. I said your boss's authority was from God. Right. The Bible is filled with ungodly authorities. The behavior was not of God, but the authority was of God. So you got to understand, God's telling us as children to submit to and obey unless the authority tells us to sin. That's the only time we're not to obey, but we're always to submit. That deals with our attitude, and we're always to obey. That deals with our actions. Unless they tell us to sin, that deals with actions. God is telling us to, to submit and obey a mean, cruel, dishonest authority. Hey, wait. Yes, he is, because guess what? God is way ahead of that dishonest, cruel authority. God has blessing stored up if you walk in his way because two wrongs never make a right. That's right. We covered that in the, la- in the previous one, which we haven't listened to. We would encourage you to go ahead and give that a listen. Oh, I, so true. So in this one, what do we want to zero in on? Let's say that. Well, John, I kind of wanted to jump in. We, we touched on this in the previous one, but uh, there, you, you mentioned in the message that there are four divisions of authority. And so what are the four divisions of authority? These are all... Every person has these four areas of authority that are delegated over their lives. First would be civil. President, vice president, right down to the policeman on the street, okay? If you're living in a country where you've got a parliament, it's your prime minister to the parliament members right down to the policeman on the street, right? So next one would be family authority. Husband's head of the home. Wife is to submit to the husband. Children are to obey their parents, okay? Third one is social authority. That's our bosses, teachers, coaches, maybe in the military, whatever, That is so important, and the Bible speaks so much about that. And finally is church authority. There are actually authorities that God sets up in the church. That's right. Yep. So let's let's kind of take those piece by piece family. You know, what does that look like when we, you know, 
submit to our family authority. I guess as a child, we submit to our parents. The blessing that comes from that, the Bible promises that, you know, it will go well with us. Yeah, that, that's a, it's the first commandment. I love this. Yeah. In Efe- I just read it this morning yeah. in my Bible reading. Ephesians chapter 6 says, this is the first commandment. Yep. Not the first suggestion. The first commandment with a promise. So God is attached a promise to this command. What's the promise? It's actually two. Number one, that it'll go well with you. Number two, you'll live long in the earth. Now, can you imagine that? that we have a promise from God that if we yep. honor our parents and obey our parents, right? And I'm, talking, I'm not talking to married people when I say that. As a married person, we honor our parents, but we don't obey our parents anymore. I mean, it's certainly good to listen to the wisdom of our parents, right? right? But I told my son when he got married, I said, hey, listen, don't look for me to tell you what to do anymore. Now, if you ask me for advice, I'll give it to you. Mm -hmm. But that's why God says a man shall leave his father and mother because a brand new authority line is set up for that family. But hey, if we, you got this promise that if we honor and obey our parents, we can look at cancer and say, get out of this house. God right. has promised me I will live long on this earth and I will be successful. Get out of here. That is a promise from heaven, a covenant promise that God can stand on. Right. And then on the flip side that of that is when we can stand on. Right. I'm sorry. On the flip side, on I'm the sorry. flip side of that is when we don't honor our parents and we're not submitted to our parents, we bring in a whole world. We open the door to a whole bunch of problems that can come into my life. I know for me, I was raised in the church. My father was a pastor. And I remember when I got that taste of freedom when I was 18 years old, I went my own way. Even though I knew better than to do that and, and I, di- I disobeyed my parents and I brought so much stress and confusion on my life. And I remember the day that I finally bent my knee and, and repented of my ways and gave my life to the Lord. I felt such a peace and I called my father. He was the first person that I called and I said, Dad, I was wrong. You were right. And he said, Son, all I care is that you have submitted your life to Jesus and it's going to get so much better than there. So if you're going through a difficult time, sometimes you need to check out the way that you're honoring your parents or your attitudes towards your parents because you could be bringing on undue stress and unfortunate into your life. Yeah, I mean, you know, Matt, I look at your life now, it's so blessed. And where would you be if you hadn't had bow your needs to the authority of God yeah. and to his delegated authorities? I look at me, you know, Hebrews 13, 17 says, obey those who rules over you and be submissive, for if you don't do it, that's unprofitable for you. For you. It's not for the leader. Right. So, so listen, right now, I'm not, Matt and I are not talking for the sake of your leaders. We're not trying to, like, beat people into submission so that your pastor or your boss will be happy with us. No, we're saying this for your it's sake. For you. Right. And I've said this every program. Authority gives us a close relationship. Submitting to authority gives us either God's direct authority or delegated, gives us a close relationship with him, right? It gives us peace. It gives us provision. It gives us protection. If you don't want those four areas in your life, go ahead and rebel because the counterfeit will happen. I mean, do you know what Deuteronomy 27, 16 says? Cursed. Now listen, if your neighbor says you're cursed, big deal. God says you're cursed. That's a really bad day. Cursed is the man who dishonors his father and mother. Oh my goodness. Look Look at people in the Bible like... Look at Ham, who walks, his dad's drunk. His dad's wrong. Right. Noah's totally wrong to be drunk and naked right. in his tent, right? Right. Walks out and slanders his dad to his two brothers. He told everybody, which is just his two brothers, oh, guys, man, dad's just lost it. He's drunk. He's naked. He's slobbered all over himself. He even threw up in his tent. This is ridiculous. But his two brothers, 
covered up his father, walked in backward, covered up their father because they didn't want to see the nakedness of their father. They wanted to honor him. And you know, a curse was pronounced on Ham's youngest son and went for generations. Do you know what's amazing? God brags about Noah in Hebrews chapter 11. Mm-hmm. The man who was drunk, right? Okay, you don't see Ham in Hebrews 11. He, he's not talked about in a, in a positive light the rest of the Bible. So Ham was 100% right, but he was wrong. See, wow. if you just let that sink in, look at David. He was right. Here's Saul. He's murdering priests. He's killing women in cold blood. Uh, he's, he's, he's a madman. David's been anointed to be king. God actually puts the army into a deep sleep. David has proved to Saul over and over that he's not trying to take his place. God puts that army in a deep sleep, and Abishai David says, just, I- I'll kill him. I'll kill him. And David says, don't touch him. Abishai's like, what? Do you know what this man is doing to our nation? He's destroying our nation. Don't touch him. Who can stretch forth his hand against his leader and remain guiltless before the Lord? And they walked out. Why did God put that army into a deep sleep? To test David. See, God will test us with obedience. He doesn't test us with evil, but he tests us with obedience. Right. I mean, do you know God told Abraham to do something that he fully intended not to do? And that something that he told him to do took three days of packing and, and, and traveling to the mountain, building an altar, all because God wanted to see if he'd just do it. Paul said this to the Corinthian church. He said, I told you to do this for one reason, just to see if you'd obey me, because I knew if you'd obey me in this, you'd obey me in everything. So authority, it matters. This is, this is why I've learned that Americans are some of the hardest people on the planet to preach the things of God to, and the reason's fundamental. We're a people trying to understand kingdom principles with a democratic mindset. The kingdom of God is not a democracy. It's a kingdom. It has rank, order, and authority. So if we sit there and rebel against God's authority, how do we expect to be blessed? Right. And so what we've done is we've developed this grace message that trumps obedience. Oh, you don't have to obey because, man, grace covers you, dude. Everything's fine. <laughs> don't worry about it. Listen, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm almost mocking that because I'm so upset with the lives that it's destroying. The families, it's destroying. The churches, it's destroying. Because people are like, oh, you don't have to obey. We got grace. It's underselling grace. It's totally underselling grace. Because as you share in some of your other messages, that grace is God's divine empowerment that gives us the ability to, to obey. Li- to obey, exactly. To obey God's word. Right. And I, and I, love, I love that idea going back to what you were saying about a test. You know, I, I think of my kids, they're in school. The teacher doesn't give them a test until they know that they have that subject matter inside of them. So God will give you a test, but he's given you an open book test. As long as you're obeying the word of God, you're going to pass that test. But when you start to kind of process your situation on your own is when you can fall into trouble. If David were to look at that and say, well, I feel like all these things are lining up for this, so I'm going to go ahead and step out in this. But no, he went back to God's word, and God did not ask him to take Saul's life. He put him under his authority until God said, I'm taking you out from under that authority. Then you need to obey that authority. And because David did that, it paints a perfect picture of how we're meant to obey and to honor our leaders moving forward. And let me say this, David didn't stay in the palace. Right. I mean, Saul's behavior was abusive. Right, things got real bad for him. Oh my gosh, I mean, he threw spear to kill him twice. David got out of the palace, but he never lost his respect and honor. So in other words, right. he kept a submitted heart towards Saul. And so, you know, yes, you're going to run into situations where you got a leader that's abusive, Mm-hmm. Do you stay under that abuse? No. no. Get out, but don't. If that person is genuinely an authority in your life, don't dishonor them. Don't in your heart 
turn against them. Realize they're entrapped. They're in sin. They need help. Pray for them. I remember when there was a guy bashing the president of the United States. I mean, and you know what? Everything he's saying was right. Okay. And I'm sitting there feeling like I'm going to throw up, Matt. And I'm like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And so finally I said, Holy Spirit, what's wrong? And the Holy Spirit said, don't speak against the rulers of your people. Acts 23, verse 5. And I went, oh my gosh. And I started thinking the Bible in the New Testament tells us to pray, to give thanks, to make intercession. Don't speak against. What am I doing? I'm listening to this guy bash the president for 20 minutes. I'm, I'm so wrong. I repented and I start praying for the president. And you know what? I had such a love for the president. Right. I guarantee you, if you start praying for that abuse of authority, listen, don't go stay under his abuse or her abuse. Right. David didn't stay in the palace. But you know it's going to develop a genuine love so that your heart doesn't get poisoned. That's what you want to protect your heart from. You don't want a poisoned well because it defiles you. So, John, and I might let you run with this. What's possible if the church really catches this revelation? What's possible if the church begins to pray for those leaders, begins to honor those in delegated authority, begins to cultivate that love that God has placed inside of them, but to mine that out? What could we look like if we unified behind that vision? What's we possible? would become one. And if you look at the, let's just look at the church in the upper room, okay? Peter is like out of sync with God every other time in the Gospels, right? Right. Well, I believe he was out of sync with God in the upper room. I mean, Jesus left him in charge, the authorities on him. He looks at everybody and says, whoa, I just read the scripture in Psalms that Judas would fall, but somebody's supposed to take his place. He says, hey, there's 120 of us. Find all the guys that have been with us from the beginning. So they, they picked this, these two guys, Matthias and Justice, right? So he brings them up and he says, all right, guys, here's what we're going to do. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna draw lots to see who God picks. Now, God never picks an apostle through a lottery system. Wait, I mean, we don't use that system here? No. Okay. I mean, can you imagine <laughs> a lottery system? And so, and so you see the fruit. The right. fruit is what? They well, never mentioned again. Matthias right? won the, the right. lottery, and you never, never, yeah. never hear his name again the rest of the New Testament. Yep. Why? Because Paul said, I was one born out of due time. Paul was God's choice. But isn't it amazing? Right after that happened, the Bible says they were all with one accord in one place. And do you know what one accord means? It means one in heart, one in spirit, one in purpose, one in action. And what happened because they were one? Jesus said, I pour out my glory on those who are one. God says, I command my blessing on those who are one. The reason God established authority is to bring us together as one right. so that he could command his blessing on our homes, on our churches, on our businesses. Mm-hmm. This is why we will walk in great peace, prosperity, provision, and best of all, a great relationship with God if we're undercover. And you know what's so important about that, John, that Every single one of our listeners need to understand that you can be the most amazing leader on the face of the planet, but you can't force or make everybody to unify. It's an individual choice. So those men and women in the upper room, they had to choose to unify behind that vision that Peter, behind the, the instruction of Peter so that the fire could fall in that upper room. So it's an individual choice. That's what you bring to the table. That's what you bring to the equation. And that's why it's so important that you get this message, not just in your head, but in your heart. Because we, as a body of Christ, need everyone all across the denominations, the body of Christ, to capture this so we truly can transform this world. You know, I just, I just um, redid this book, Undercover, right? So it's, it's just being launched in May. I went through that book, and I read, you know, wrote it, almost 18 years ago. 
and I hadn't read it much. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there reading this book, and I was getting so blessed. And I realized, wow, this message is from God. And so I updated the stories. I added an entire new chapter, which now is my favorite chapter in the book. So I just want to encourage you guys. It's available on Amazon. It's available at messengerinternational.org. You can, you can get it in practically any bookstore. You know, So go get this book. It will literally change your life. It would change me as I read it and went through and edited it and wrote the stories and rewrote the stories and added to the stories and put the new chapter in. Matt, it touched me so deeply. You could tell I'm passionate right now. Yeah, and you I know, know what it will do for everybody. And I would say not even if you're a, if you're a pastor, if you're a leader, if you're a boss, I, or if you're a coach, I would encourage you to pick one up for everybody that's in your under entrusted to your authority to, so that you can all be unified in this revelation. And so, John, we are bumping up against the time. I would love for you to pray for our listeners. I would. Heavenly Father, I thank you for everyone that's listening to this podcast. Father, I pray. I pray that the revelation of your divine authority would come into their hearts. I pray that they would know what is the hope of your calling and what are the riches in the glory of the inheritance of the saints to those that are submitted to your heart, to your will, and to your purposes. I'm asking in Jesus' name that, Lord, you would bring blessing, provision, and peace upon the lives of those that are listening, but even more so, a closer relationship as they submit to your authority as they recognize your authority, as they obey your authority. I speak to the spirit of witchcraft and rebellion that has plagued my brothers and sisters, and I break its power off of their lives now, and I release in Jesus' name God's provision, protection, and peace into them now in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, John. That was so powerful. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for being on with me. Uh, Man, it's been a blast. It's been such a blessing. Um, I want to encourage all of our listeners, for more information on the course and the book for Undercover, please check out messengercourses.com. I want to thank you all for joining us today. You can write a review, subscribe, and share this podcast through iTunes. Once again, John, thank you for being here. It was great. Until next time. Thanks for listening to Conversations with John and Lisa. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review. And be sure to subscribe and share these episodes through iTunes. You can also connect with John and Lisa through Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Until next time.